This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Common Intubation Scenarios Status Asthmaticus by Dr. Thomas Mancuso and Dr. Tracy Wolbrink. Hello, my name is Dr. Thomas Mancuso. I'm one of the intensivists at Children's Hospital Boston. And I'm Tracy Wolbrink, one of the clinical fellows in pediatric critical care at Children's Hospital Boston. Today we're going to be talking to you about different scenarios for intubating typical patients you might see in the pediatric intensive care unit. Case Description so Tom, I wanted to discuss another patient with you. Uh, this patient is a 12-year-old boy with a known history of asthma who's had multiple admissions for asthma exacerbations in the past, who was admitted to our PICU about 10 hours ago. And he's been having increased work of breathing and decreased mental status over the last few hours. When I've listened to his lung exam, he's got very decreased breath sounds bilaterally with um, very scattered end expiratory wheezes. Um, he's tachycardic, as you can see, to the 120s. His oxygen saturations are slightly lower than they were upon arrival. Um, and I'm concerned, given his depressed mental status, that um, his uh, gas exchange may not be adequate. Do you think he's a candidate for endotracheal intubation and mechanical ventilation then? I think we've given him all of the normal things that we would give to an asthmatic. So we've given him steroids and albuterol, and we've started him on a tributylene infusion. We've also given him IV magnesium sulfate and an extra fluid bolus, all of which he hasn't responded to. We trialed non-invasive ventilation, but his mental status continued to worsen. So I really think our next step is mechanical ventilation and endotracheal intubation. I think you're right. If we wait for him to have a respiratory arrest or failure, it'll only be a more urgent situation. It's pretty important now, but at least we have a chance of accomplishing this without profound hypoxemia. I'll grab some supplies and We'll I'll grab some medication. medication. Perfect. Equipment. So I've prepared my uh, intubation supplies. I've uh, chosen a MAC-3 uh, blade. I have a 6.5 cuffed endotracheal tube with a stylet applied, and I've checked my endotracheal balloon. I've got an oral airway in case I need that when I begin my um, bag mask ventilation um, after induction medications as well as a mask and then a um, bag apparatus. This is an anesthesia type bag, which we'll use. And then I have my um, face protection, my mask and my eye protection for the intubation. We have an oxygen source, we have a suction source, which um, I will grab. And I have a capnograph and a syringe to inflate the balloon cuff. And we have a stethoscope available to check for breath sounds after intubation. I've also placed a roll under his head to give him a little better sniffing position because when he was lying flat, his head was a little bit overflexed. So I think we have him in good position and I have a good mask seal with my um, bag mask device. Yes, I'm happy you took the trouble to put the pillow there to make your laryngoscopy easier. And it's good to see his oximeter reading increase with your careful delivery of an FO2 of one with a tight fitting face mask. That's not a long-term strategy, so I think intubation still is indicated here. 
but with your efforts, we'll have a little more time mm -hmm. to tolerate the apneic period. Medications. So my plan for this asthmatic is ketamine, the induction agent best at causing bronchodilatation. Mm -hmm. I'll also give a dose of IV lidocaine, which might have a tiny effect in decreasing his response to laryngoscopy and intubation. I noticed on his electrolytes, even though it may be spurious, his potassium was a little bit above the normal range. I think that would exclude succinylcholine as a muscle relaxant here in this situation, followed by a relaxant rocuronium, which will have an onset in about 90 seconds. So we'll look at the clock after that's given. I see you have a good mask fit, so I think we're ready for the induction. I'll begin with the ketamine. I'll give him two milligrams per kilogram, the usual induction dose, and I will monitor his vital signs during your laryngoscopy to see if additional is indicated. Following this with the lidocaine dose, one milligram per kilogram as I described. And now looking at the clock to time the dose of the muscle relaxant, the rocky rhodium at 1.2 milligrams per kilogram, the dose used for more urgent intubations. And now you'll ventilate for him while I apply cricoid pressure for the next 90 seconds. Induction and intubation. Well, 90 seconds have passed. I think he's ready for laryngoscopy. He should be relaxed now. I'll Great. continue with cricoid pressure. It's very important that you not take your eyes off your target as you did not. Attach the captain graph. And I'm going to bag, uh, ventilate him with a very slow rate and a very long expiratory time. Given his air trapping, he's going to need a very long expiratory phase. That's very important. In this situation where it's an urgent intubation, someone inexperienced would want to hyperventilate quickly to fix the oxygen saturation and also to lower the PCO2, and that could cause severe barotrauma, perhaps even a pneumothorax, worse in the situation dramatically. I think we have successfully intubated Breast him. Breast sounds are equal and certainly coarse with wheezing, but they're equal. And I see the entire CO2. Has a green. color change, yes. Oh. Perfect. Now we'll secure the endotracheal tube before proceeding. And get a ventilator um, over to this bed space. And we'll make sure that we give him a slow rate, prolonged expiratory phase. And we'll begin with our long-term management of this intubated asthmatic patient. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.